The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. So I was at my business partner's house in uh, California for a training that we did a couple weeks ago, and she has a 15-year-old daughter, and her daughter walks in after hanging out with her friends, and she's got on mom jeans. And I'm like, no, no, they're really not coming back, are they? You know, mom jeans, the very high-waisted jeans with the zipper that seems like it goes on forever. And she had them kind of belted up high on her waist. And I just thought, boy, I'm really losing touch with the trends. But the great thing about me doing this radio show is I get to find the people that are really in touch with the trends to help me kind of stay on top of things. And and even though I want to kind of be relevant, um, I I still want to look my age, but I love the the part I love about fashion and beauty is that I can take bits and pieces of it and apply it in order for it to be a powerful trend for me, but not necessarily a trend that's out of my age range or, you know, just a little, little too youthful um, for my taste. So I want to introduce you to my guest today. We have a back um, back by popular demand, actually, <laughs> is Hubba's resident retail expert, Phil Chang. And he uh, has, he, he had a great story. Phil, I love your story from last time. How, because, you know, the question is, how on earth did you get involved in the beauty story, our <laughs> beauty industry? So you're going to tell us that story. I know you are again, um, but I don't want to miss out on also um, introducing the content specialist from Hubba.com as well, which is Diana Cadet. So thank you both for being here. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking trends. Yes. I love talking trends. I I really do want to know what's going on out there. And um, it seems as though there's no real norms that, you know, there's a lot of gray area in these trends. But you do notice and kind of see those things that start to really spark. And, you know, my interest is always how do they get started? Um, you know, how do they have some staying power and who's how what consumers are behind this? But and I know you're going to share all of that as well as mm-hmm. some of these really cool trends. But we got to get to know you guys a little bit here. So, um, Phil, I'm going to go back to you, if you don't mind, Diana, I'm going to have him start out first since he's already been a guest on here and just remind us how he got involved in the beauty industry. Yeah, I mean, I uh, so I, I'm I'm Hubba's uh, retail expert and I've been in the industry a, a very long time, and um, I've kind of done. I'm I'm that guy, so I'm I'm the weird guy that lurks around in in um, in cosmetic sections that gets thrown out of stores every now and then, but not creepy. I am very. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always focused on on what women love, and and I've 
you know, kind of, I've worked at Revlon, I've worked for Neutrogena and Aveeno along the way, and um, just spent a ton of time, you know, working for these brands and understanding what what women love. Um, and now I'm I'm at Hubba, and we connect brands, retailers, and influencers. And so I spend my day, you know, talking to all these brands, talking to retailers about how they, you know, connect with each other, they connect with influencers, um, and then how we how we just get them all to get along and, and do business together and, and find each other and, and be happy and profitable all at the same time. Yeah, so this is a big keyword, mm. influencers. And mm. uh, yeah, and so, you know, they're making a huge impact. It used to be a lot of companies would do paid advertising and big campaigns. Now they're yeah. really looking at influencers yeah. of being able to be that stickiness for them. Yeah, it's um, it's it's this category. So last time uh, you and I talked about it a tiny, tiny bit, and and Diana's gonna bring a ton of this to light because um, she's just so smart and so bright, <laughs> and uh, and knows these really cool dudes that um, as cool as I am, I'm I'm just a cool dad and and not the <laughs> the cool kid. Um, but yeah, I mean this this is a category that is um, these influencers are blowing up. They're changing the way we do business. Um, they're changing the way brands look at things. They're changing the way retailers do business. So it's it's really the influencers are influencing the market, as I guess what we could say. It, they really are. So Diana, I'm interested. What's your what's your, first of all? What's your story? We want to hear. And I know you got great hair. I saw I saw the I saw the video on Twitter there. So I know you got great hair. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. And um, I want to hear your story. And then, of course, what role you play at Hubba in order to be able to really get the essence of these trends and in fashion and beauty. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my background um, for the longest time has been in retail, um, specifically luxury retail. Um, and luxury retail, you know, it's all about tailoring the experience to the consumer. So one thing that I started noticing the last couple of years was social media played a huge part in that, whether it was how we connected to our customers, how we showed them new products, how we got them to come in. Social media was always sort of playing a part in that story. Um, and and then I ended up at Hubba. And the great thing that I love about working at Hubba now is I sort of get to re- like relay all that experience um, to these business owners, to these brands and retailers and influencers that I I make content for every day. Um, but at the same time, I'm, an, I'm a consumer myself. So I tend to look at everything from the consumer's perspective because right. I'm still very much in that. You know, I go home and I'm I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram while I'm at work and I'm, I'm looking at what new products are out there, what interesting to me what are the influencers doing um and now it's kind of come full circle for me where i went from you know being on one side of it as a sales associate and then as a personal shopper to the side of it where i'm now explaining and and speaking to brands and retailers um this is what consumers are looking for um and one thing that i i found with speaking to the hubba community is you know they definitely really wanted to know what's in the millennials head Um, being the largest consumer demographic right now in the world of commerce, um, they're always wanting to know, you know, what are you guys thinking? Like, what, what is it that you want? What is it that attracts you to this and to that? Um, so I like being able to give that, that feedback and that insight, um, to these brands. She's a Bonnie. She's our in-house fashionista too. So when you, uh, oh yeah, when you hang out with Diana and you walk down the street, 
usually what happens to me is somebody will stop and go, we're taking a picture for a magazine. Um, could you get out of the picture, dude, so we can get a that, picture of her? That happened um, one time. So that happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as it's not on the back page of Glamour within the fashion don'ts, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it's really, uh, I wind up on the back page. She right, yeah, the with, the, page, with so. the big black splotch yeah. over your eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was always that was always my worst fear, right? Oh, I'm going to be a fashion don't, yeah. So, you know, content is a really big deal, Diana. So that's got to be a very powerful experience for you and for Hubba. Because, you know, I'm, when I'm talking with my clients and customers all the time, they, they struggle with how to get their brands out there, how to make themselves relevant, you know. And they're overwhelmed by, first of all, all of this social media Um they don't know how to connect with these influencers. And so I'm sure that that's, you know, a big part of what Hubba can do. So will you guys give us a little insight of who Hubba.com is before we go into the trends so that they can, they can kind of piece this together. What role are you playing for these, um, for these beauty and fashion and culture companies? Definitely. We, uh, so Hubba, Hubba is a place where brands, uh, retailers and influencers go. And uh, if your brand and you're looking for you know new retailers or folks to carry your business. You're you're going to come into Hubba. You're going to share your products, um, and then retailers come in and look for new things all the time. One of the things that we know about retailers is they're always looking for new, especially in this um, you know, in this new generation of consumers. The experiential, the unique, the boutique is is all about you know this is this is what all the new consumers are about, and so um, you know so retailers are always in here looking for new stuff, and so Hubba plays a really big part in just helping those connect. Uh, so we do have um, over forty thousand brands and uh, six thousand retailers, four thousand influencers, all kind of cycling around each other trying to you know, meet each other and then be able to do business together. And then we've got all these influencers who are in here and and looking to talk about new emerging trends. These are consumer experts who really understand their their micro markets and, and they're always trying to reach out and figure out how to work with brands and then influence retailers to be able to carry the next hot new thing, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So so it's, mm. it's one of those things where, and I find this, in you know the beauty industry and the professional beauty industry that consumers are kind of shying away from these big super brands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're looking for that niche product and I think a lot of times it's the super brands that are kind of creating the niche and then finding the influencers to connect to it mm-hmm. um, and, and, and in some cases not in some cases they're really emerging brands that are coming out and stuff so we want to hear about some of these trends that you guys are seeing in this field and I'm and and even though you know we're talking about beauty inside and out I always think that there's this influence outside of beauty um and fashion that also dictates sometimes how these trends work like culturally how are we doing business um you know what products are making our lives a little bit easier in mm-hmm. you know in with our families with our with our business with our free time and then i think that those type of products then start to develop into trends yeah for sure um i think one of the main things um that we're seeing like you said consumers are sort of straying away from the major corporations and things like that and we're kind of in a world today where you know, the indie brands and and the up and coming brands are the ones making the most impact. Um, I think consumers 
sort of feel with the bigger brands if they see an influencer kind of endorsing a bigger brand you know they they have that wonder of well are they getting paid to say they like it or they there's there's a trust level there that they're not sure you know what's going on behind the scenes and I think these smaller craft brands that are trending right now kind of give them that level of of trust where they they feel like they can believe this this brand story because you know it's one or two people trying to make it 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 feels like seeing your friend jump into this new venture and you want to be there on the journey with them um so the main trends that we're seeing both in beauty and in fashion is the emergence of um all these super cool indie brands and sort of that that you know new cool kid on the block feel um you know, especially more fashion forward consumers, um, they they eat that up, you know, they want to know what's the newest thing, what's the latest thing. Um, and that's always innovation. Um, and- I mean, they're just faster, right? I mean, the, the little craft brands, um, you know, one of the things is they're faster already, and then they're faster with social media. And that creates this fashion forward sense, this edge that um, consumers are looking for, right? Mm-hmm. I think that bigger brands really struggle with, right? You look at the, you know, I won't single any of them out, but all the global brands, they they work really hard at it and they've got great content, but it's usually um, slightly unattainable, right? And it's mm-hmm. usually, you know, very, very um, aspirational, very far away, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas these, these social media guys, they're in your face, um, they are right there and they're right beside you, really. Yeah, and well, then Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, it's it's and it's not just that. It's we get to see them, we get to feel them, we get to hear them. And the mm-hmm. big brands are still kind of so far removed from being able to touch us as a consumer. Yeah. Um, that there's that now it's really clear the disconnect compared to how social media is creating these craft brands to be able to like reach out and touch somebody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just and just you know, the effort of these craft brands, you know, they're still sort of in the grassroots phase. They're reaching out to, to customers almost individually, like you said, and, and that's really important to consumers. And it's something consumers crave because it's something that kind of wasn't there for a while until, you know, sites like Etsy became popular and things like that. Um, so they're definitely looking for a smaller brand with people that they can relate to. And that's really where the influencers come in. They want to feel like they're getting advice from their friend. They want to mm-hmm. feel like um, it's it's someone they know um, and they can relate to them in some way, even just down to something like, oh, you know, this person, this influencer has a similar skin tone to me. So I know I can trust their product recommendations. It makes sense for me. Um, And one thing that we're seeing is that question of, well, how inclusive are you as a brand? Um, And a lot of larger brands have been sort of put to their, their feet have been put to the fire because, you know, consumers don't want to see the same prototype, the same supermodel day in and day out. And these craft brands are capitalizing on that and making sure that all their consumers know they're they're all wanted, they're all welcomed. And here are examples of all our products across the entire spectrum. Well, and that goes into the play, especially um, in my in the professional industry that I represent is in the distribution channel. Like mm-hmm. our distribution channel in professional beauty is still a mess. I mean, I you know I don't know how it's going to get solved. It's Amazon. That's how it's going to get solved. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, and and since we the last time that you and I were on uh, the show together, Phil, I was at this uh, this executive seminar, and they really talked about the retail. Um, trends, some of the things that were coming out, and 
And, you know, I'm not sure if these speakers knew the impact they were making on the audience, which was mainly manufacturers, big manufacturers and distributors of professional beauty. And every single one of them ended up having this, this part of their presentation around how Amazon is now the new yeah. distribution center yeah. and I could just see people kind of like just cringing in their chair thinking I, I can't I'm not going to survive this <laughs> um, you know not not yeah. in just the traditional way of I'm selling product to somebody else and that's my yeah. business yeah. they're going to have to get way more creative but yeah it's yeah. Um, Amazon is a is you know really becoming a dynamic you know master distributor in a lot of industries not just beauty I think, um, I mean, for a lot of those brands, if, if they're listening, I, I think the, I think it's, you're, you, you've hit it right on us. You, you just need to think about it. Amazon isn't a new way, isn't like a new channel. So it's not big box versus convenience versus, you know, um, drug stores or anything like that. Amazon is just a new, they represent the new omni-channel way of doing business, right? And so if you're a brand, what you've got to kind of break through is is just that what they're doing is is being able to spread you out and get you like literally into every household, which is really what every brand wants. Um, and so I think what a lot of brands, what we see a lot of is that brands, bigger brands are having trouble with that concept of, you know, oh my gosh, like, this gets me literally through the door of every consumer and right into their home. Um, whereas they're, you know, they always wanted that, but they're used to being stopped at a retailer's door, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so that's that's changed. You know, that flows all the way into the social media stuff, and it flows all the way back again. And so, um, you know, some of these really cool brands that Diana has on our list are, are, you know, folks that have figured out how to do this, right? Is is flow from being a brand knowing that they've got the power to get right through the door into the consumer's home um, and then be able to pull them back out into into the brand land again, right? So it's really yeah, cool. Well, yeah, well, let's let's hear some of these super trends that are happening here and, and uh, start dissecting them down a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like we're in kind of a, a period in beauty where the trend is, be as different as you can be. I mean, all of the brands that are definitely blowing up right now, they're blowing up because consumers know that they will always lead them to what's upcoming in beauty. So, you know, things like rainbow highlighter, things like unconventional colored lipsticks, whether it's blue or silver or green, um, thing, even just in the way makeup is applied, it's completely changing. You know, consumers are driving away from wearing makeup simply to look good or to look done up and they're delving more into the artistry of it. So it's become an art and art is, um, you know, it could be anything that you want it to be. You can interpret it in any way that you want, want to. So we're definitely seeing a lot of innovation in terms of, you know, colors, applications, um, you know, uses for things. Uh, We have, 
you know, companies like LA Splash, who uh, was born primarily out of Instagram, you know, developed a cult following on Instagram. They're an indie brand that came to be um, after creating a Harry Potter inspired, you know, makeup palette. And that sort of put them their really? name on the map. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I would still love one myself. Um, yeah. But now they, they've kind of um, set the tone for their brand, which is, you know, we're always going to be doing something completely different. Um, and same with um, what about those guys the guys that do the hair you know um, Diana was telling me yesterday about um, hair being one color one way and then if you flip it the other way mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. So, yeah. yeah I've seen it I've seen way. a lot of that you know hold on to that thought we're going to take a break right now um, and then we'll blast through these trends and talk about them because I think that you're really, you guys are really on to something here with what you've been um, sharing and what I think we're seeing out there. Um, so hang on, everybody. Beauty Inside and Out. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking about trends, trends in 2017, and I've got uh, two expert and specialist people here, Diana Cadet and Phil Chang, um, and they're from Hubba.com, and they really kind of curate this connection of brands to influencers to retailers. Um, and they are filling us in right now on all of the super trends. So I loved where you were going with this, Diana. You know, rainbow highlights, lipsticks and blues and blacks and, you know, just different different colors. And, and you said that the millennials were, you know, the biggest consuming uh, buyer market right now. Yes. And of, and, of course, and that makes sense because these are trends that are very reflective of their independence. And they're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I, I don't want to look like everybody else. And. And um, I want to look a little different type of thing. Mm-hmm. So you were you were filling us in on some uh, some hair and makeup uh, trends that were going on. So let's carry on with that. Yeah, um, yeah. We were just saying how you know it's not just beauty brands that are sort of leading you know the innovation in the industry, but salons are kind of jumping into it as well. Um, there's one salon that 
I follow at not another salon on Instagram and their, their feed is just chock full of creativity. And I've seen things like, you know, if when your hair is settled, it looks all one uniform color, whether it be black or anything like that. But when you run your fingers through it, there's a rainbow underneath um, or what Phil was saying. Um, I've seen, you know, hair with like a deep part parted to the side in one color and then you part it to the other side and it reveals a completely different color. So things like that, that's what the millennial consumer loves because it's just another opportunity to stand out from the crowd. It's another opportunity to be the the coolest one in the room. And it's just we just getting that conversation going. You know, beauty and fashion is at an age where it's all about having fun with it. Um, you know, there's it's not about putting on airs of any kind. Um, we it, it's just whatever is different. And brands are realizing that, you know, they can they can be the markers for what's new and what's now. And influencers obviously are helping them with that. And that's what millennials crave and generation Z, which is coming up close to being the largest, the consumer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, is I'm really seeing that people are not just assuming that it has to be the young that's wearing kind of more of this fun styles and hair and makeup. I'm I'm seeing, you know, people that crossover, you know, like we mm-hmm. used to, we used to make fun of the, the, the little old lady with the blue hair, but now the little old ladies are really wearing blue hair and they're wearing it well. Yeah. I, I think that's honestly stemming from, you know, millennials have this sort of mentality, like you said, of inclusivity and and no one has to look cookie cutter. And I think honestly, that's just catching. It's, 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 it's not millennial consumers only. It's consumers as a whole are realizing I can look however I want to look. I can do whatever I want to do. Um, And brands, the successful ones at least are adapting to that and are sending are mirroring that message as well of we're here to help you um look however you want to look um and and yeah and it's like you said it's going it's start it's reaching it's far reaching in terms of age groups well i'm ready for to see your hair like that phil oh yeah <laughs> you know, no it, i did it, It'll be the brown, dark on one side, and then when you flip it over, you know, you pick your color. The first thing he asked you me choose was, can your I liquid. do that on short hair? <laughs> I, oh, I well, want this, but I got to grow my hair. Yeah, out. he might have to grow it out a little bit, right? Yeah. 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 No, I, it's, it, it, it is fun. Um, you know, it's it's been very challenging in the professional hair industry because that's not an easy process. And as a matter of fact, I have some guests coming on here in the next month that'll be sharing, you know, we're going to get nitty gritty with, you know, how to really have that look, look good on you mm-hmm. um, and how to maintain it because there's a lot more work to it than you think. So I love the idea of the makeup and the hair. Um, and then of course, clothing, you know, like what are some of the, tra- what are some of these other trends that you have for us, Diana? Oh, well, definitely. Um, It's funny, I wrote an article the other day, and it almost is the opposite of what we've been seeing in beauty, where I'm seeing a a casualization, which is a word I just made up, of of fashion, (laughs) in that we're almost sort of seeing anti-fashion, 
just it started with athleisure. You know, activewear is a booming industry. It's a billion dollar industry. People are wearing their sporty clothes, their gym clothes out on the town, out to brunch, out to wherever. And as a response to that, brands are making their activewear much more fashionable and easy to wear in any other element. Um, and then that's sort of trickling down to, you know, norm core um, that sort of became a thing over the last year or two. And honestly, kind of started as out as a joke but now it's a real thing you know how how normal can you look like with your cargo pants and your and your hoodie and your your Birkenstocks and 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 now we're seeing um, I don't know if you know like Kanye West's line how it's very much that sort of body con matching um, sets so not really juicy couture of the early 2000s but um, a bit of a sexier play on that everyone just in terms of fashion wants to look more comfortable it seems and wants mm-hmm. to look easy breezy um, but then when you look at the beauty side it's all how crazy can your hair look how crazy is your lipstick and I just mm-hmm. find that sort of dichotomy really really interesting. I love that you've pointed that out. You know, that's that I'm sure that's what makes you really great at your job is mm-hmm. to be able to see that we're downplaying wardrobe mm-hmm. and upplaying all the other parts that can extend as accessories from, you know, from permanent accessories like our mm-hmm. hair and our nails, but then also, you know, add-on accessories as well. And you're right. That's that's a really good point. What do you think about that, Phil? Oh no, I love it. I mean, uh, this is this is why this is why Diana is who she is, right? She's she's amazing at this stuff. Um, but I, I think um, I think what's really neat about all of that is is being able to help brands be able to see that stuff, right? So um, and and we do that, you know, we do that every day, and and we work with brands to help them because a lot of brands will see a part of it. So we see cosmetic brands that come in here and, and they can do parts of it and they don't realize what they can do with an apparel brand or what they could pair together to do, mm-hmm. um, which I think is is um, a really cool part of, of what we do. Yeah, it's yeah. and it makes sense because, you know, in, in some of the consulting that I do with brands out there, um, they still focus in on like their ingredient deck and their, you know, unique selling position mm-hmm. um, and how they think they're going to be able to get somebody to use it because it's the best or it has this ingredient mm-hmm. or that ingredient. Yeah. And the, and I think I think when they're when they have that narrow of a focus, even if, even if they say their consumer is all women, you know, of every of every you know age type of thing, mm-hmm. I I think they're really missing the boat on understanding the brand element. Yeah, I, I think um, I think the brand element and also the education that uh, you know that consumers are getting right. Consumers um, very much like big cosmetic brands and how they're missing the mark. Um, these these brands that want to talk about how iconic their brands are, or you know why their brand is the best, is missing the fact that these consumers are are very educated. Um, mm-hmm. They've they've got folks that are helping them understand what the trends are. They see it every day in their Instagram, and they want to be able to do more, right? And so the more you can bring them in terms of experience and customizing for them, helping them not have to extend themselves, but consume from, you know, their phones and, and being able to absorb that information helps them to be, you know, helps them to be a better consumer for your brand, right? So it's almost that, you know, if I help you grow as a consumer and as someone who's fashion forward, you, me as a brand, I'll grow, you know, 
incrementally just based on that alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and a great way for brands and um, and retailers to bridge that gap between them and their consumer and to sort of unnarrow their focus is is through influencers. And that's why we're seeing, you know, larger, well-known brands um, that have uh, sort of welcomed this new era of the beauty boy and things like that, because they know they're trying, they're an iconic brand and they're trying to reach out to the next generation. Um, and Generation Z is very much all about inclusivity and fluidity and be whoever you want and no one's you know no one needs to question you about it and and that's where we're we're sort of seeing this new era of the beauty boy who you know they're right up there with the female makeup gurus and the female beauty influencers of Instagram and sort of aiming towards a normalization it's not it's not meant to be shocking it's not meant to be anything you can do I can do better it's meant to be this is this is us now and Actually, this has been us for a while, but now you see us. We're coming out of the woodwork, and and it's it's great. Honestly, I can I can watch a male makeup artist the same way I would watch a female makeup artist because at the end of the day, beauty today it's all about the art. Um, mm-hmm. So you you know, as long as if I if I'm looking for something more in depth, such as what is this color going to look like on my skin tone, I know where to look for that. But if I'm looking to see the artistry behind makeup that it doesn't it shouldn't matter what your gender is and and brands are realizing that and consumers are realizing that um and i think it's really great yeah there's there's definitely kind of this this arena of um it it doesn't have to be as male or female dominated to anything mm-hmm. there's there's lots of lots of diversity going on out there you know i i i love how you guys are hearing this now how how do you work with influencers and you know because i may have some influencers that are interested in um, participating with you guys how do you mm-hmm. define them compared to like a beauty blogger um yeah. or a blogger in general and yeah. then you know and how do you work with these influencers yeah so we i mean so we spend a lot of time with influencers. This is a, a crazy market. Um, the answer is really that anyone who has a passion for whatever you know they're they're passionate about is really an influencer, right? And we just we teach them to harness it. Um, you know, so anyone who loves what they do now is on social media. They talk about it. They review. They write articles. They tweet about it. They post pictures. And what we do is we we teach them to be constructive. We teach them how to work with brands, um, and then we teach them how to talk to brands, right? Because you know it's it's a very it's a very different you know one side. The influencers really love what they do, and they have this passion for them. Um, and so they know, you know, as, as Diana said, you know, they know consumers and they know, you know, what their followers love. Um, but we teach them, you know, here's how you got to talk to a brand, right? Because a brand still wants, they want um, share a voice, they want ROI, they want, um, you know, where's my investment going? How much, how much are you going to talk about me? What are you going to say? How are you going to say it? How does that activate? How do I track it? Right? So we try and help influencers be able to bridge that gap and speak that language. Um, and then on the other side, we help brands understand that they really they really need this, right? So where you used to spend a ton of money on a single celeb or somebody like that to be able to trumpet your, your voice, what you're hearing even out of Diana now is that your local neighborhood person who has passion for what they do um, and is as good at what they do 
can be an influencer who can move an entire neighborhood, an entire movement, an entire group of followers to be able to follow them down a path of here's how you look beautiful, here's how you do rainbow hair, here's how you here's how you show Phil how to make your hair one color one way and color the other way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's and it's kind of it comes from like that third party testimonial to an even an educational angle versus just outright trying to sell. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and 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 honestly, I th- I think that's the it's a gift to be able to kind of have that uh, and create that nuance as an influencer, um, and and it's part of this transition that I think companies are struggling with to be able to keep themselves relevant and keep themselves out there because they because they they come from this era where it's like you know sell them on the features and benefits and make sure that mm-hmm. they clearly understand why our product's better and hey and by the way let's bash the other product that is our competitor yeah. Yeah. Um, in the process of it that's still yeah. politics today but you know I had to relate it back to back to beauty as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like beauty today is two things. It's influencer driven. Yes, but it's also community driven and that's where the influencer comes in. Everyone wants to feel like they're in on this together and they're, they're getting word of mouth advice. Yes. But from their friends, from people they trust, from people they can relate to. And that's why we're seeing brands like ColourPop, for example, who has like a cult following on Instagram. And yes, they're very affordable and that definitely has something to do with it, but they're every month they're doling out, they're they're releasing at the launch of a new line um, that's completely designed by an influencer of the moment because they want that influencers um that influencers followers to to know you know hey this influencer endorses our product yes but they had um a say in what is the next thing that they're they're going to be recommending to you and i i think that's really special you know it's one thing to follow an influencer and get product recommendations from them and and buy something because they said they use it and it's really great but if you really respect that person you almost see them as a friend um it's even cooler for them to be able to come back to you and say hey more than just a discount code i can give you a lipstick that i designed myself because i knew you would love it because you're my follower and you follow me every day and i get Mm. feedback from you every day so it's almost like crowdsourcing, but but not really. But um, I love that sort of community aspect that I'm seeing a lot in the world of beauty and on social media. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So and and I I, I really I really am liking where you're going with all of this. And it and it's it's incredible how much impact the influencers have. And I'm seeing some of the influencers um actually starting to get their own lines they have such Mm -hmm. a great following that companies are endorsing them and backing them to Mm -hmm. be able to come up with their own lines so there's so it it kind of feeds into that that mini entrepreneurism of of these influencers now having a stake in it Mm -hmm. yeah it's it because smart brands know that it's it's definitely a win-win um especially if your if your customers align if the target demographic that that you're trying to hit is happens to be the followers of such and such influencer why not work with them um and why not give them a piece of the puzzle and why not have them co-design or collaborate on a line or a product with you it only makes sense because you know that those customers are coming in if they're new they're coming in already with a level of trust and respect for your brand 
mm-hmm. all just solely because they follow this one influencer. And that's that's really incredibly powerful. And and I think, um, you know, partnerships, a lot of brands might think, you know, it's their business and they have to go it alone. But it's it's not about that. Um consumers see that consumers see if you're just sort of narrowing your focus on getting their money they they want to feel like they're being listened to and that's why influencers became such a big thing because it it feels like someone who who mirrors what they're thinking and feeling inside so why wouldn't a brand work with with that person right and is that kind of the essence of hubba.com then is to be able to connect all these people together Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because because I'm sure that it's, you know, there there's still this floundering out there of people trying to figure out how can I be an influencer? How do I gain, you know, this this amazing Instagram following? How do I get companies to to see, you know, the power I'm putting into the, my passion, as you said, Diana? Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of like merging all of these people together so that these brands can have life. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's not a traditional path anymore, so that's really great. Um, we're I want to be able to talk about some of the like actual brands that you're seeing in any brand, like any brand within Hub.com that you're seeing as um, this up and coming thing. So it, it could be maybe more in decor, or housewares, or food, um, beauty. We'll just throw out some names so that we can, so I can, I can feel hip is really what it is. <laughs> I, I, I want to know what's going on so I can feel hip yeah. here. And, um, and then we, we're going to talk about the beauty boys, but first we are going to take a break. So for those of you that are interested in, uh, following Phil and, um, Diana, you can find them on Twitter, but you can go to hubba.com. And I know Diana, I was pulling up some of your blogs. So those are amazing. Thank you for sharing those. Um, But you guys can go to hubba.com and find out a little bit more about this. And when we come back, we're going to talk a few more trends. And we're going to talk about what's happening in this kind of this area of uh, beauty boys. And you can find me on Twitter at Bonnie Bonadeo One or follow me on Facebook, Beauty Inside and Out Show. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. 
If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I have my guests here, Diana Cadet and Phil Chang from Hubba.com. We've been talking about trends. We've been talking about influencers. We've been talking about beauty and fashion. Um, and we're going to continue to talk about all of that. Um, but I know that that part of you know part of this opportunity that you were sharing with me that Hubba.com does um, on the break is really connect brands with influencers and retailers. So you have mm-hmm. you have this special product that um, you want to hit the, hit the market. And back in the day, it was a very traditional find the right retailers and or distribution channels. That met you know that that met your demographic needs and mm-hmm. try to get in there, but that's not that easy for these companies to do that anymore. I mean, there's so much out there, there's so much to offer. So this is where Hubba.com can come in and create that connection for people. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that's exactly it, Bonnie. We we just uh, we know that with you know with so many brands out there, it it is hard. Like with re- retailers, retailers have a hard time finding brands. They've got a. If you think about it from a retailer's perspective, they take a lot of heat, right? Like they they need to be able to vet brands, make sure that you're reliable, that you are who you say you are, that when they sell your product and it it goes badly, that somebody's there to back them up. So for retailers, it's um, it's tough to figure out, you know, who are legitimate, you know, real brands and things like that. But we um we do a lot of that. We do a lot of helping brands. Um, you know, create a legitimate story, help them create um, the right profile so that um, retailers have a, an easier time of understanding that they're reliable, who they are and, and who's great. And then we pick out, you know, some crazy emerging brands that just do such a great job, um, you know, that they have to get carried by by um, by retailers. Right. And we, we try and call those out for retailers. Mm, that's awesome. And who are some of these retailers that especially in the in the beauty and fashion world? Yeah, so a couple of, um, the one that's really cool uh, that we talked to all the time, there's one called Be Pure Beauty, um, and she has a bricks and mortar business as well as an e-com business, and her entire reason for being was that when she started selling cosmetics, she just couldn't find, or when she, she started looking around for organic cosmetics, she couldn't find any good brands, right? And uh, it was really difficult to find as a consumer and then as a retailer. And so she's kind of built her whole business around being able to showcase, um, you know, truly organic or vegan or, um, you know, any of those uh, type of uh, healthy organic products um, for for beauty um, and then be able to sell them online as well. And she Mm. also, bringing back that community aspect, she also um, relies a lot on, you know, customer reviews and um, even has a point system to kind of be able to parse through, you know, what her customers are um, responding well to and and what Mm -hmm. they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, really connecting with her customers. And then and then is she does she have this outreach plan that you guys support her with to be able to attach to influencers that somebody else is also putting that message out as well? Yeah, I think um, I, I think we helped her in the beginning with influencers, but she's she's um, fairly well known now in the organic space. So she she attracts influencers now. But we do we do try and help to make sure we vet them all so that um you know, she gets, uh, you know, what we tell influencers is you, you need to be credible and you need to be folks that, um, 
a brand or a retailer really want to work with. So showing up at somebody's store and saying, hey, give me free products, I'll write a review for you, isn't really the right way to go. Like you need to be able to talk about share voice. You need to talk about here's what you get for your your investment in me. Um, here's the sort of review I can provide for you. Here's the reach in the market that I'm going to reach out to. And then make sure that fits with, you know, someone like Be Pure Beauty before you go ahead and do business with them. So we, we help yeah. with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I totally yeah. get that. And listen, the, the free product is great, but I tell yeah. you what, I just moved this last week. And you know how much free product <laughs> I have? <laughs> I can I, imagine. And, you know, and it killed me to like throw some of it out, even though I knew it was old and it probably should be thrown out, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, I got to find people to give this to. They'll love it like I do, but I just can't yeah. take it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I totally get that. You gotta, you gotta be legit. You gotta be authentic in your approach, and 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 to have a little bit of that savviness and that authenticity to be able to make those connections with with other consumers. Good. All right, give me a list of some some happening companies, happening trends, happening products. Oh my gosh, um, so many. Um, I think I've got some, and Diane and I both. Uh, jump to our list because we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're both so passionate about um, all these crazy brands. Um, I, I've just got I've got two, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna. Diana's already like, are you really you're gonna speak <laughs> over my list? Um, <laughs> the the one that um, so I have a retailer and a brand. One is uh, the retailer is called Cambridge Nationals, and they're in Cambridge Naturals, and they're in Massachusetts, uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. He um, they've done 41 years of um, purely organic or natural products, uh, and so their whole. You know, they're, they're a two or three generation family business that has looked at nothing but organics, competed head to head with the whole foods of the worlds and done such an amazing job at it. So Cambridge Naturals is one of them. And then the other one I'll just say is a Canadian company that I really love called uh, Box Cosmetics. And they do a lot of um, very responsible cosmetic, you know, uh, everyday usage type stuff. And then I'm going to be quiet because Diana has got this huge list that she really wants to get to. No, no, that's not. Is, is, Cam- is Cambridge Natural? Is it an actual product, or is it more like a, a wholesaler? He's he's actually yeah he's a retailer. So he runs a uh, a bricks and mortar and an e-com shop. Um, but he like he is on he was on the cutting edge of of organic when organic wasn't really a thing 41 years ago. Okay, um, gotcha. You know, looking at certifications and all that stuff. So or, they or are, maybe organic was a thing. We just went away from it. Cause yes, possibly. I, I remember I yeah. remember eating organic as a kid. <laughs> oh really? Okay, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. now that's completely. Um, back a lot of the articles I write about now, I specifically make it a point to mention, you know, consumers today, um, that's what they're looking for. They're back to green living. They're back to, you know, eco-friendly, sustainability, American made. Um, those are some of the like key points that they're looking mm-hmm. for when reaching out to brands and products. So a lot of these brands that I mentioned today, you know, ColourPop um, and, you know, other brands like Sugar Pill, uh, things like that they're all really well known for being cruelty free uh vegan um because as much as you know beauty is going through this renaissance people want to know that what they're buying is still responsible and they're not they're they're not you know harming the earth by buying it um they don't want to be lied to yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and and i've seen um uh just a lot of controversy 
if a brand, you know, presents as being healthy or green or or cruelty free or vegan, and it turns out, you know, they have beeswax, um, that like I've seen brands lose droves of consumers off of a little thing like that because it's it's really important to millennial consumers, um, and yeah, and you have to be straightforward with about your product. Um, and in terms of trends, um, again, like I said, a lot of really innovative things, unconventional colors, you know, nudes sort of had um, a really big moment, nude um, lipsticks and makeup and things like that. And that has kind of come full circle with the conversation I mentioned before about diversity, you know, well, what is nude and why is this color called fair skinned, but this color is called chocolate, you know, what, what does that mean? And so brands are um, really um, being careful of things like that and being careful of the message they put out surrounding that. And that's just, you know, a color palette, but it's very important to their, to their consumers and they have to kind of respond and adapt to that. Um, But aside from that, you know, unconventional colors are always, are always in metallics um, had a really big moment. I'm wearing metallic lipstick right now. It's my favorite thing. Um, you know, just, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Like textures that are, that are not necessarily something you would see. Um, and even, you know, on the runways, um, last spring were, uh, you know, different ways of using makeup. So, uh, a colorful, you know, like earlobes, like putting actual makeup on your earlobes, um, as in replacement for earrings. Um, mm-hmm. So just interesting things like that. Um, people are always finding a new way. Uh, you know, gloss is really in and using gloss in a different way. So you might be seeing a lot of sort of almost geisha inspired, a nude lip, like a natural lip, but with the inner, inner center colored, um, things like that. Um in terms of other brands, I have seen, and I, I think this is interesting because they're not, they're an indie brand in that they're newer, but they are actually pretty big. Um, these brands, Jeffree Star and Kat Von D makeup, you know, those brands were kind of built off of their pre-existing fan bases because, you know, Kat Von D, she uh, became popular as um, a tattoo artist. I remember watching her on LA Inc., you know, back when I was a teenager. And Jeffree Star, he was an artist. He did music for a while. And they sort of saw this need for innovative makeup and both of them if, if you've seen them they're mm-hmm. the most creative souls you know they're so different they're all about and yet it and yet it's still wearable you know to exactly uh, it's not unwearable considering that you know you think that it's just yeah because I actually was looking at that makeup now we only had a few minutes left and I want to get to the beauty boys <laughs> oh yes absolutely um I think just the main thing about Beauty Boys is it's all about um, it's speaking back, like I said, into diversity. It's all about normalization. It's not it's not a thing of I want to look female or anything like that. These boys, they identify as boys and it's not their sexual orientation and their gender isn't part of their brand per se. It's more so showing consumers and other brands out there that they're they're a canvas 
just like their female counterparts and they're they're skilled and they're into the artistry of makeup as well um it's a very different conversation than you know um men who go out and have discovered the wonders of concealer and now they're like oh i don't have to i don't have to look tired anymore yeah. it's, it's i you know what of- i get that though and i'm and i'm really excited that men you know and this generation you know coming up can feel that way. I think it's great. I think it's great for them to, you know, dabble in it, to play in it, to own it. Um, and I and I don't think it says anything anymore, whether exactly. you know, good, bad, or indifferent type of thing. Exactly. Yeah, they have they have the right. Hey, they they they've lived in boring khakis for a really <laughs> long time. Hey, hey, I have khakis right now. now. They deserve, they deserve some new colors and textures and, you know, all this fun stuff to be able to play with. So, well, you guys have been phenomenal. Thank you so much. I I love hearing all this stuff. I feel totally informed right now in regards to some (laughs) trends and what I need to be on the lookout for. And certainly as a consumer, I'm excited to be able to connect with some of them, try some of them. And, uh, you know, share my own testimonial with them as well. So thank you again for being here. So this is Phil Chang and you're at uh, at Retail Phil. And then uh, 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 Di- Diana, will you share with us your Twitter handle? Yes, it's D underscore is for I-S-F-O-R Diana, D-A-Y-A-N-A. Perfect. Good. And you can find them both at hubba.com and they're where they connect retailers, influencers, and brands together. So thanks for being with us, guys. Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. So, you know, it is February and February is not just New York Fashion Week and Trend Day for us, but it's also um, it's also heart disease uh, month. So we're putting an awareness on that. And it's interesting because there's a lot of neglect around female heart disease, even though that's actually the number one killer of women. So I will have a guest next week, and it's Martha Gulati. She's a cardiologist, and we're going to talk about heart disease for women, what to look out for, what to know, and how to stay healthy and have beautiful, beautiful, healthy hearts from the inside out. So thanks for joining us, you guys. I look forward to having you back on again soon, and be sure to hang out with us here at Beauty Inside and Out Radio every Thursday, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.